and welcome to the Pinch of Magic podcast with me, Rebecca Anuwin. So today I have a special invitation episode. If you are curious about how to use the up and coming um, energy of Samhain, one of the eight Celtic festivals, you're in for a treat because um, this is my invitation for you to come and join us for 13 nights of unveiling Samhain. So Samhain, like I've just mentioned, is one of the eight Celtic festivals. Um, It's the one that celebrates the last harvest. So we have three harvest festivals in the Celtic calendar. We have Lamas, which is celebrated at the 1st of August, and that celebrates the, the wheat and the grain. When you look around, you can see the fields full of wheat and grain. Everything is looking golden. Then at the um, autumn equinox, it's the harvest of the fruit. Um, and now we are celebrating the harvest of the nuts. So this is the final harvest. This is saying, okay, this is it. Gather the rest of your resources. We're about to go into the, the darkness of winter. So Samhain represents the end of the harvest and the beginning of winter. Summer is way beha- behind us. Autumn has come to an end. If I look around me at the moment, the fields have all been harvested. There's very little fruit left on the trees um, and all the, the fields are just brown earth, soil, and they're tilled. In fact, they're full of crows at the moment, like getting all of the, I don't know, the seeds and the worms and all the good stuff because all of the, the soil has been churned. And so we know now that winter is coming. This is a dark time of the year, a time of mystery and transformation. As that darkness draws in, you know, the nights get um, shorter and shorter. Oh, sorry, the nights get longer and longer. The days get shorter and shorter. Um, and we forget that this is an essential part of the cycle. It In winter, it brings with it the period of rest and regeneration before the rebirth of spring. Now, like I just said, the fields around me are just left fallow. It looks like they're doing nothing. It's like when we're sleeping, we look like we're doing nothing, but we're dreaming, we're regenerating, we're replenishing, we're like healing our bodies as best as we can. All of that stuff happens in the energy of rest and renewal. And yet in our society, we want to celebrate spring and summer, which looks like youth and activity. We can you know, judge people as lazy if it looks like they're not doing anything. And so we can avoid this period of rest and renewal because it's not valued by our society. And yet it's an essential part of the cycle. If you think of nature, we go from spring to summer to autumn to winter. So we have spring, which is that energy of growth. We have summer, which is the energy of like peak activity or flourishing of like when everything is in full bloom. And then we go into autumn, we go into harvest. Things start to slow down. We start to um, gather everything in. And then we have winter, that energy of rest and renewal before the spring comes back once more. And as a society, it's like productivity. How can we be more productive? How can we get more things done in the day rather than going, what does well rested look like? How would your life be different if you were well rested? How much better, more nourished, more fulfilled would your life be? How much deeper would your relationships be with yourself, with your friends, your family, your community, with something bigger than yourself, if you were well rested? It's always getting to the point of exhaustion, of burnout that's almost celebrated in our culture. So we need to step away from that. And this is the importance of like embracing the darkness. 
And the other thing that's really important about the darkness, it's where the magic is. It's why this is such a powerful time and so much associated with witches, often because it's the darkness is misunderstood. But in the darkness, it's where we connect to our magic. It's where we connect to our power. It's where we connect to our intuition. And all of those things, it's easy to dismiss because if you trusted yourself completely, if you owned your power, which would look like being confident in who you are, having healthy um, esteem, it would look like being very clear on your boundaries. You know, it would just look like believing in yourself, not in an arrogant way, but just in a really healthy, self-assured way. You know, when you see those people and they just have a presence about them, they just have a gravitas. It's like, that's how you would feel. It'd be very hard for, for people to manipulate you, for, you know, people to undermine you because you just have that confidence in yourself. Not that you would have to do it all by yourself. You'd have confidence to know what you're capable of and when to get help and when you need to you know, learn something new, it would give you the confidence to own up to any mistakes or missteps. It would just, you know, that's power. That's the power within you. And so if you have that power and then you have your magic um, and then that means you know how to support yourself, you have like a really rich emotional, um, uh, in, inner emotional landscape, you know how to like honour the world around you, you know how to work with the elements around you, you know how to support yourself, you know how to nourish yourself, you know, you understand the importance of the seen and the unseen. And then add to that as well, that you're now trusting your intuition. So your logic and reason is absolutely essential. <clears throat> and so is your intuition, that intuitive part of you, that gut part of you, when you have that gut feeling, that intuitive insight, that is older than your brain. We as a species have been using that far longer than intellect, reason, even speech. It's like that has been around so much longer, but it's so easy to dismiss because you can't dissect it under a microscope. And so when you cut off your intuitive insights, you lose so much valuable information that's available to you. And it's like understanding how to use logic and reason and intuition. And so if you imagine you're in your power, you have access to magic and you trust yourself implicitly, it's like that is a formidable person. And so, of course, that's feared. Of course, that's going, oh, no, that's let's just dismiss that. Let's undermine that. Let's get people doubting themselves. Let's get people lo always looking outside of themselves for the answer. It's like, no wonder this time of the year is associated with with um, witches and magic. I was thinking the other day, um, I'll probably write an article on this. And it's the word nice. I really have a word, the issue with the word nice. <laughs> it's partly because of my English teacher. She always used to say to us, nice, that's a biscuit. You know, nice, as it's spelt nice, is a place in France. And um, it's because it's not, it has nowhere, it means nothing. And so I always have this issue with the word nice. But, you know, often people defer to others or they give away their power because they're trying to be nice. And it's like, oh, I just want to be nice. I just don't want to cause trouble. And it is, it's like nice is a is a death by a thousand paper cuts. And it's almost like those people that are constantly nice, they often end up feeling the most frustrated, the most angry, the most like feeling like they don't belong. And they don't really know why, because they're such a nice person, 
but it's like a death by a thousand paper cuts, which is why I think it's so important this time of year that we get to explore the energy of witch. Because it's almost like in our society, a witch is almost the opposite of nice. Because if you think about a witch, she's a woman in her own power. She, you know, even in Disney films, um, the witch is the person, you know, she's like the ugly hag at the, you know, at the edge of the forest. But actually, she's not married, generally doesn't have children. She's beholden to no one. She is not a daughter. She is not a mother. She is not a wife. Because those archetypes are what a woman is in relation to another person, not in relation to herself, in relation to her own mother, in relation to her children, in relation to her husband. A witch is just that woman, powerful on the edge of society, walking between two worlds with the access to her power, to her magic, to her intuition. I wouldn't ever say being called a witch is ever a bad thing. It it means society thinks you're dangerous because you have access to more, um, more of the entire world than is available to most. So instead of being nice, death by a thousand paper cuts, embody that witch energy and just notice how you feel. Doesn't mean you have to claim that title loud and proud to everybody, but just think, oh yeah, what does the word witch mean to you? Witch meaning wise woman. That's all witches were. They were the wise women. They were the 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 scientists of their community that were working with herbs to heal the, the, the sick, to midwife the children, to hold rites of passage as people pass from this world to the next. No wonder people are scared of people that can do that. You know, that's big space to hold. That is walking between two worlds. It is having a deeper understanding than just being a consumer, a, a worker bee, someone that's productive. There's nothing wrong with any of those things, but we know there is so much more to life. So that's why we're taught to fear the darkness, those things that we can't rationally explain. That's why we get encouraged to dismiss our intuition. and But that we just lose such rich connection with our own sacred wisdom and the great mysteries of life. So um, this is why Samhain is such a rich, powerful part of the year and so greatly misunderstood. So we have Getting back to the point of this episode, (laughs) it's to invite you to come and join me for 13 nights of Samhain. 13, we love the number 13. It's very much associated with the goddess. It's very much associated um, with like 13 moon phases, but it's also a disruptive number. Everything is like 12, you know, we do like 24 hours and a clock, which is often split into the 12 hours. We have 12 months of the year. Um, we have lots lots of 12s because it's a nice balanced number. As soon as we add 13, it disrupts it. <laughs> and that's what we want. We want just to break out of the norm. We want to step into this energy of going, oh yes, we can break out of the boxes. We can break free of those spells that have been cast over us as a society that tell us this is what we should do with our life. This is what success looks like. This is what this should look like. It's like, no, we can break free of all of those things. And we're going to explore this over that this is why we're doing 30 nights of Samhain to kind of disrupt those patterns to get you looking at Samhain in a whole new way because it's more than just 
pumpkin carvings, although that is amazing fun too. So over the next 13 nights, we're going to look at a different aspect of Samhain to really enrich your understanding of this, give you a deeper understanding and also give you some tangible things to go away and practice. So some things will be more informational, but there's going to be a lot of things for you to go and explore and have fun with. So we're going to be looking at divination techniques. We're going to be looking at symbolism, like particularly things like apples and pomegranates. We're going to be looking at familiars. We're going to be looking at how to craft a dumb supper. Perhaps you've heard about a dumb supper and you're like, oh, that sounds intriguing. Um, We're going to be looking at how to create ancestor altars, the role of the crone goddess. And all of this is leading up to on the 30th of October, I'm going to share with you a Samhain ritual for you to be able to do on the 31st into the 1st. So give you everything you need to do, line, outline a really lovely Samhain ritual for you um, to go and practice yourself. So the 13 day, our 13 days to, or 13 nights, I should say, our 13 nights to Samhain ends on the 30th so that you're free on the 31st to go and do the ritual. For the ritual, all you're going to need, you're not going to need anything fancy. You're just going to need a candle. Any colour is 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 good. <laughs> but if you have a colour candle that is associated with Samhain, whatever that might be for you, and a pen and paper, that's it. So you'll have, a, I'm assuming you probably have a tea light in your house, that'll be perfect. Um, you'll have everything you need to do a Samhain ritual on the 31st. So the way that you access this, it's going to be held on the Pinch of Magic um, mobile app. So if you haven't already downloaded the app, the link is in the the, uh, the show notes. Come and download the app. And every day there's going to be an article and a mini podcast, like a little pop-up podcast on each of the 13 days starting tomorrow. So tomorrow is actually just going to be an introduction to Samhain. And then each each night after that, like I say, we're looking at different things. We'll be looking at the the wild hunt. We'll be looking at familiars. We'll be looking at crafting your own spell bottle for Samhain. So there's lots of juicy content for us to explore over the 13 days together. So you're going to need the app. If you follow me on Instagram or if you're in our magical community, each day there'll be like a little snippet, like a 13 day countdown with what's going on. But the main content will be in the um in the pinch of magic app both the podcast and the article and if you go to the home page you'll see it will change the, the home page will change every day with the day that we're on but also if you go to the menu and just click Samhain you'll be able to access the articles and the podcast from there so I think that's everything I need to tell you but I am very excited about this I've had great fun putting it all together um because I do love this is like my favorite time of the year this and Beltane are my favorite energies and they like the opposites on the wheel of the year but they really are like the most potent powerful energy and in Beltane May 1st it's like the energy of fertility and creativity and it's like peak experience. Whereas this is the opposite. It's a peak experience of going inwards. It's the peak experience of like feeling into your power and your magic. So I hope you can join me for this very transformational experience, very practical experience, but um, giving you something a little bit different as we head over the next couple of weeks and get to Samhain. So you can come and join me in our communities. Uh, you know, downloading the app is free. The content will be free. Um, the community is free. Come and 
share share your practices come and share your your insights there is space on the app as well that you can leave your comments um but it's easier to chat in the community <laughs> so whatever whatever you fancy if you fancy just leaving a comment um or please do that in the app i love reading the comments in there but if you want to have a conversation or ask questions about this do come into our community um so thank you for joining me i hope you enjoy our 13 nights of unveiling Samhain and i look forward to hearing how you get on with it all <laughs>